Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's an exciting day to be alive, and I hope you're doing well today. Uh, we're right in the middle of, of the summer season, and, and uh, you know, the seasons change. That's what I think, but God never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look, I've been talking about um, the subject of healing. Healing belongs to you uh, as one of the, one of the uh, uh, things available because of Jesus' sacrifice to us. So we have been talking about that in detail and will continue to do so in previous podcasts I've established from the Word of God that it's God's will to heal you. The same sacrifice that of Jesus that saves us from sin provides healing and sick from sickness and disease. Faith, and I've mentioned this so many times, faith is our hand reaching up to receive what God graciously offers us in Christ by, by grace. And so again, Romans 4.16, therefore it's a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So again, everything that Jesus did for us is the grace of God being made manifest to us. Again, the grace of God is God's hand outstretched with everything we need in it that pertains to natural life and spiritual life that has been provided for us by God in Christ. What God gives us in grace uh, in Christ must be received by exercising faith. So again, this week and the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about the varying levels of faith to receive healing. The New Testament mentions a number of levels of faith, and that's what we're going over right now. We looked at great faith. We've talked about weak faith. Great faith believes God's Word, period. No props needed, just believes what the Word says, whether it sees it or feels it or not. Weak faith looks at circumstances. Again, strong faith, which is very similar to Great faith, it looks beyond the problem to the promise of God. Little faith worries. Little faith uh, has, has problems with thoughts that are, are coming into the mind over and over again. Little faith is occupied with circumstances, with feelings, and with, um, and, and with everything but what God has promised in His Word. And so... We've been examining the characteristics of these, of each of these levels of faith, if you want to look at it that way. Today, let's talk about growing faith. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, because as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. So, so, so he talks about your faith grows exceedingly. So you could, you could call that growing faith or exceedingly growing faith. How do you get your faith to grow? How do you get faith in God for healing to grow? So another way to ask that is, how do I go from one, le- one level of faith to another level of faith? How can I believe more than what I'm believing right now? So here, here are just a couple of keys. Number one, start small. 
Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29, the New Living Translation, Jesus also said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Uh, Verse 27, night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces, verse 28, the crop of its own first a leaf blade pushes through the soil. Then the head of wheat, heads of wheat are formed. And finally, the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the tar- harvest time has come. Now, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a farmer planting seed in the ground and the seed growing. And see, what Jesus is emphasizing there is that just as you plant a seed, and perhaps you've done this, if you have a garden, you plant the seed, cover it up with a little bit of soil, then you make sure it has plenty of sunlight and moisture, and all things being equal in a period of time, you see one little shoot coming up out of the ground. And uh, for instance, my wife and I planted some tomato plants here a a good while back. Those plants are believe it or not, almost as tall as me. And again, start small and then it grows. And that's the idea of faith. Faith develops a little bit at a time, just like a plant that comes from a seed, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And that's that's what Jesus is emphasizing about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God starts small in most every life that it invades or, or encounters or allows to Uh, any life that allows it to come in. But you know what? Over a period of time, the kingdom of God begins to take over and overwhelm your life. Uh, Isaiah said it in Isaiah, I think, 28, for it's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. That's how we grow spiritually and that's how faith is developed. So, So faith develops a little bit at a time. So my encouragement has always been, again, start Receiving by faith, by asking for small or non-life-threatening things. So I frequently mention it doesn't matter if you got an abrasion, you got a bruise, you know, you got a hangnail, you got an ingrown toenail. That's not so bad. You have, uh, you know, you have um, uh, a, a skin rash, a skin irritation, you know, a cold, a flu, you know, small things, a, a headache, things that aren't life-threatening. Believe God for those things. Believe God. Ask him, what, I, what do you mean, Pastor, by believing God? Well, identify what it is. For instance, if a headache comes, you just simply say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. It's the will of God that I be healed because Jesus took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Isaiah 53 says, Jesus took my, my pains and my sicknesses. First Peter 2.24 says, with his stripes we were healed. Isaiah 53, 5 says, with his stripes we are healed. Matthew 8, 17 says, himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. So Lord, I know it's not your will for me to be sick of this headache. So in the name of Jesus, I challenge the origin of the headache and command it to stop in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask you simply heal me of this headache in Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, Mark eleven twenty four, I believe that I receive healing for this headache in Jesus' name. You start there, it may pound worse, but you continue to say what God's Word says about you because faith takes the place of what you don't have 
until it shows up. Faith is a gap stander for what you don't have. And your faith says, though you don't have it in your hand, though you can't feel it in your body, if eventually you keep believing God, it will actually manifest whatever you desire. When you pray, Jesus said, believe you receive. That's before you feel it, before you can see it, before it seems like it's yours. Believe that you receive and you will have. See, see that that's that works. I've done this, y'all, over a period of almost 47 years, hundreds and hundreds. I might say thousands of times over in all kinds of situations, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's circumstances, whatever. If God's words promised me that I can overcome and I can work through an issue, I'm going to believe God I can. Every time you do that in a small way, you cause the ability to exercise faith to grow in your own life. So ask yourself when it comes to healing, what can I believe? Again, the idea is start where you are. And this is important. Don't compare yourself to someone else with so-and-so. Don't compare yourself to me. Can you compare yourself with God and his word and locate where you are? So, so questions. Can, can you believe that with medication, that this symptom will go away, this condition will go away. See, that's a level of faith. Can you believe that with surgery, that this physical problem will be solved? That's a level of faith. Can you believe that God will heal without surgery? That's a higher level of faith. See, can you believe the problem will be healed by faith and prayer alone? See, that's a different level of faith. So, so the idea is, is where are you and what can you believe? As an aside, um, you know, I always, as a pastor, and I've been in ministry since 1981, when I'm believing God with other people, and, you know, in 1980, let's see, 82, I had a, I had a hospital ministry, yeah, 82, 83, I had a, where I went and visited five hospitals in the Tulsa area. And, uh, you know, my vantage point when I would uh, go to visit a person that was sick in the hospital, and obviously many times family members would be there, you know, I'd walk in, say my howdy-do's, talk a little bit about, you know, non just simple things of life in general, just to create, um, you know, an ability to communicate well. And um, and then I would just kind of see where they are and, and, and ask them, how can I help you today? What what are you believing? I wanted to locate and see where the person is before I tried to put my level of faith on them. You can't put your level of faith on a family member. You may be able, well able to believe God without medication or without uh, the doctors doing this or that, or even as a higher level without surgery, but your family member may not be able to do that. And you can't put on others what you believe yourself. They have to develop their own individual faith. So that's really something to understand. But what, again, the, the initial idea here is what can you believe? What can I believe? And that, that's the important thing for us to, uh, to ask ourselves. Uh, how can you tell where you are in faith? How can you tell where your faith is? So, so here it is. Listen, when you are really in faith, there's an inner confidence that all is well. Let me say it again. When you are really in faith, there's an inner confidence that all is well. That is, you, you can smile. You can be at peace. You can be at rest. Your forehead doesn't wrinkle up because you're concerned. You're not, you're not, as, you're not nervous and you're not concerned about the outcome because, because you know that you're okay. 
I think it was Oral Roberts. He would say something like, I just know that when it comes to faith, I just know that I know that I know that I know. You know, there's an inner knowing and an inner confidence that comes when we're believing God and when we have faith for something. Let me say the other side of this. If you're nervous and overly concerned and worried, then see, you may be trying to believe uh, above your level of faith. So again, can you believe, for instance, for healing? Can you believe that without medication you can, uh, you can be healed of this condition? See, if you get trepidatious about it, you get upset about it, you know, you, you, um, you know <clears throat> you're nervous about it, well, that's not your level of faith. You know, you probably need some medical intervention, right? So again, the idea of knowing where you are is where can you be comfortable exercising faith? Idea is start with non-life-threatening things and start believing God for small things and then let your faith grow. So, so you say, well, Pastor, how do I, if my faith's at a lower level, how do I get it to grow? Well, this is really simple. Go to the Word. See, again, Romans ten seventeen. so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, Faith, first of all, comes by hearing the word about healing. So if I want faith for healing, I go find the scriptures in the Bible where God has promised to heal me. I've got a whole list of them. Uh, they're all in my heart and in my head now, but I also have them on paper. I also have them digitally. And I often read over them, oh, even though I could quote them verbatim. I go over and read them over and over again sometimes. See, what does that do? Well, it builds the capacity for faith. And see, what do you do when you meditate the Scripture? I say some of these things over and over. It's true. But it's so simple. Um, read, you know, if you want to meditate the Word, just go to the Scriptures that promise healing and read them over and over and over and over. Say them out loud. And again, that is a way of meditating is speaking something out loud. I often take the Word of God and just say it out loud to myself over and over and over again. When I wake up at night, uh, I often take the healing scriptures. Or if I'm going somewhere and I'm commuting and I'm in my vehicle, sometimes I'll cut everything off. And just you know, the scriptures that I have memorized on healing, for instance, I will just you know say them out loud to myself. Exodus 15, 26, if you diligently hearken, to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his sight and keep all my commandments and statutes. I will allow none of the diseases upon you that I've, I've allowed upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that heals you. I'm Jehovah Rapha. See, I would just repeat that scripture over and over. What does it do? It builds it into your inner consciousness. Exodus 23, 25, and he shall bless your bread and water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. See, I've meditated on that over and over and over and over over the years. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases. And I just go on and on and on and on. I have so many of these scriptures, and, and, and I meditate. It's not, you know, even though I've memorized them, I I, I, I bring them back up and I think about them and I revolve them over and over in my mind. What does that do? Again, it builds the word into your inner consciousness so that the moment your body is attacked with a physical symptom or any time that uh, the enemy seeks to attack you physically in some way, uh, immediately the first thing you think about is not go Google it, is not what the doctor says, not what this person says. 
not what happened to this other person. It's what does God's word say to me about this? And let me say that this conviction grows over time. And so to get your faith to grow, step one is get in the word, meditate on scripture, read it over and over repetitiously. And see, once you read it and meditate, read it over and over again, and then say it over and over repetitiously, and that's meditation. See, once you do that, then then when the opportunity comes to put that scripture into practice, you go ahead and do it. And see, faith, the the ability, the, the, um, the potential for faith is there when you meditate in the Word and read it over and over. But there's no faith created until you actually activate your faith against the circumstances of life. So, you know, if you know that God's will is healing, but you never exercise your faith when a small thing comes, whether it's a cold or a flu or a headache or a ward or a a sour stomach or whatever it may be, you know, if you never, if you just look for natural remedies every time those things come up, never look to the Word, you'll never build your faith. So you might be quoting the Word, but if you don't put it into practice, it's not going to work. Let me say this. You know, when COVID came a few years ago, one thing that was really shocking to me as a pastor at how many people acquiesced to fear, the fear that the broadcast media just pummeled us with over and over and over with all these broadcasts about how terrible COVID is and, 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 and this, that, and the other. And I was surprised at how many people uh, did not have faith in God and in His Word to overcome the... Um, to, to overcome all of the, the fear that was in the atmosphere. And I'm not the only per- pastor that has said that. A lot of pastors were very shocked and surprised at how many people that know the word speak the word, but when the push, when, when the leather met the, when the, you know, um, leather met the road, so to speak, uh, they didn't put it into practice. And you got to practice what you, what you hear and what you read in the Word, or, or it won't build faith. It'll build the capacity. But faith is built when you exercise it against a problem. So again, start small uh, with a cold, a flu, a rash, a bump, a headache, a stomachache, whatever. School yourself on that small thing um, and say outside loud what God says about your healing. Pray, ask God to heal you, stand your ground, and every time that condition comes to mind, start saying out loud, Lord, I believe I receive my healing. Now, I said this earlier, I'll say it again. I just looked today. I, uh, July 4th, I burnt my arm on our grill. I was grilling some chicken and, you know, hamburgers and such. And, and uh, I really sensed my arm really badly on the inside. And that's a tender spot anyway. And boy, I mean, it turned beet red. I put some aloe vera. Of course, you can do those kind of, those are natural remedies. Um, and some other things on it. and uh, But, you know, the first thing I, I pray, I say, God, I ask you to heal me of this uh, burn because uh, it, f- it, it, it went to the second layer for sure. It was really serious. It looked really mean and wicked. And, but you know what? I laid hands and prayed, and I expected God to heal me. Now, you know what? I can look at my arm today. It's almost completely gone. And, you know, you say, well, that's a minor deal. Well, yes, it is. But you know what? See, if I can do that with the minor thing, then, then whatever else comes up, I'll do it. If I can't do it in the little, I won't do it in the big. You see what I'm saying? So I'm schooling myself even now after all these years. I still exercise my faith on very small things, and I expect God uh, to come through. I, I, I mentioned last podcast, uh, something came up physically uh, that day I was doing that podcast, and uh, I immediately exercised my faith. 
And instead of just putting up with the discomfort, putting up with the pain, the irritation, I say, God, there's no way I'm going to allow this in my body. I resist this in Jesus' name. And I ask God to heal me. Now, every time that it comes to my mind, if the symptom uh, lingers, I just say, Father, I've already prayed. Thank you for the promises of your word that Jesus took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses. Again, start small and grow from there. And then, you see, once you exercise faith by praying over that small thing, then thank God for it over and over and over again. Let me say this. I've said these things so many times. Faith is not faith unless it comes out of your mouth. If you're not saying anything, you're not believing anything. So again, faith and words go hand in hand. Jesus said in Matthew 12, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what I say is my faith speaking. All right? So if I'm not saying anything, I'm not believing anything. So see, I take, listen, I take that to task. And so when I pray about a small thing, I prayed about the thing, you know, a few days ago, uh, as I mentioned the last podcast, and uh, and I expected God to heal me. And uh, and every time the, the uh, symptom came up, I kept saying, Lord, I want to thank you. I believe I received my healing. With my arm and this burn, uh, every time I thought about it, and it was painful. The first few days, it just ached. It was so hurtful. Uh, because there's a lot of nerve endings there. And, you know, I just kept saying, God, thank you for uh, a complete and total healing from this burn. Thank you for no infection. Thank you for the natural healing processes of my body being speeded up. See, every single time I thought about it, I said something about it. So when I believe in God for something, and when you're believing God for something, if you believe it, say it. Don't be mute. Don't say nothing, because then your mind goes into overdrive, and you'll have all kinds of crazy thoughts. Well, it could be this. It's not going away. This is not going to happen. You know, how do you counteract that? Say what God says. So throughout my day, whenever it comes up, when I believe in God, say, Lord, thank you for healing me. Thank you. I had back trouble for a good period of time because I messed it up. And I began to say, Lord, thank you for complete and total healing for my back. I heard it so bad one time I couldn't even walk hardly. And my sciatic nerve acted up. But you know what? I exercised faith in God. I did what he said, and you know, now I have absolutely no back pain. But see, every time it came up, every time I thought about it, every time, you know, uh, the symptoms uh, came to my mind, I just out loud reminded God, that's what you do when you're believing God. And so, uh, you know, again, just worship, just give thanks and praise over and over for that thing. Make it make a decision that you're going to act on God's word throughout your day. Let me also say this. If you're taking medicine, when you're believing God for small things and you're taking medicine for something, maybe you want to believe God for something that you have medicine prescribed for. Well, don't throw the medicine away. No, 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 no. Just start believing God where you are. Keep taking the medicine. If you're under a doctor's care, continue to go. But while you're doing that, get in the word about healing. Start meditating on those healing scriptures. Again, I could, you know, I could rattle them off, but you can find them. I've got them on my notes online when I've taught on the subject of healing. And you know what? If you'll do that, meditate on the word, and, uh, and keep taking your medication, uh, you know, God will come through for you. Years ago, I started a church in South Carolina, and a lady there told me of an experience she had, and she was believing God for one of her, um, for one of her children who, uh, who had uh, diabetes. The doctor uh, said the child had diabetes, so the doctor gave her some 
gave her some medication to give the child on a regular basis. And uh, here's what she told me. She told me with the medication, she, the, the child would take the medication and uh, over a period of time, she began to wean her child from the medication. Instead of the whole tablet, for instance, she would just give the child three quarters of the tablet. She started out with a whole tablet from the doctor's prescription. Then she, after a period of time, several weeks, she cut that back to three quarters, send her to the doctor. Well, it's checking out just fine. All is well. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good thing. And she kept giving that three quarters of the tablet, for instance. And then, and then after a period of time, she cut the tablet in half and only give half of it and do that for a good period of time. And then take the child back to the doctor and, and have the blood work done. Well, everything seems fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. She didn't tell him. She was only giving him half the prescribed medication. So as the time went on, this is a great story. Uh, and she said, you know, well, uh, after a period of time, she said, I just took another half of the half of the pill. That's a quarter of the pill now that she was giving the child. And she says she did that for a while, went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, whatever you're doing must be working because of the child is fine and the medication is doing what it should do. So she said after a period of time, instead of giving the child the, the quarter of the pill, she said, well, we don't need this anymore. And she and she went back to the doctor. The doctor did the test again, said, well, doc, your, your, your child is fine and uh, and, you know, uh, the medication must be working. And she finally told the doctor, Doc, and she told him the story of what I just told you. And the doctor was really quite dumbfounded. See, there's, that's an illustration. of, You know, you, you, you start small and then it grows. And I'm not telling you you should do that with anything. All of that starts. She had an internal conviction of, of where her faith was and what she could believe. And she was believing for her and her child. Now, you can believe God for children when they're young. When they get older, they have to stand on their own two feet spiritually. Well, this child was of age that she could stand with her faith for her child. So, again, you can't put your faith on someone else. And just because I said that about this lady and her child doesn't mean that it's going to work that way for you. You have to get in the Word for yourself. So, you know what? When we act on God's Word, our faith grows. It starts as a little seed, it germinates, it grows, and then uh, it is fruitful. That's the way uh, faith works. Start now to exercise your faith in the small areas of life, and you will find that your faith will grow exceedingly. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time about this. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.